Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Hey, do you dream of creating a life worth living in your faith, family, and career? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in this episode, I just want to kick off the year 2024 just sharing with you what has come out of 2023, my journey so far, because some of you listening in are new to this Beyond the Rut platform, and some of you have been with me for a while but wonder, what is he up to? What? And just this might reinvigorate you in your pursuit of that life worth living. So I'm going to talk about what has happened in 2023, a little bit about 2022, and what is up on the horizon for 2024. So that's essentially this episode, the New Year's episode. I'm sharing with you where I'm going, my vision for the year, uh, and how that's springboarding off the successes and the lessons learned from the previous year so that you could do the same thing for yourself. Take a moment to reflect on what's happened. Where do you want to go from here? So you're looking up, you're looking forward, you're seeing where you are right now, understanding where you want to go, and then take action to get there. So it's the RUT methodology. So let's go back in time, folks. Uh, if you're with me, you've grabbed your notebook, you've sat down, maybe you're driving, so maybe don't grab a notebook because you got to drive. Uh, so just keep listening and then play this again and take some notes. Uh, that's, that's my recommendation. I'm going to take a sip of coffee here, and then I'm going to get rolling. So here's my coffee. Oh, that is good. Okay. It's just Folgers, guys. The, the best part of waking up, right? It's Folgers in your cup. I've been conditioned to say that. And they don't even pay me, guys. That's, that's just the beauty of watching too much television as a child. Okay. So to tell this story about 2023, I really have to tell you what happened at the end of 2022. And, and some of you, especially those closest to me, know what happened. Uh, I essentially got burned out of my job. I worked in a corporate environment for about 15 years, ever since leaving the army. And I mean, there's a stint, a five-year stint in real estate that my wife says I'm not allowed to talk about. So we're going to move past that part. Uh, but when you ignore that, those five years, I've spent about 15 years in the corporate training and development space. Uh, about eight of those years, actually, wait, I'm doing the math all wrong. About five of those years in the corporate space in a leadership role. So having a small team reporting to me while also influencing leadership in an organization. And so in that time, I just hit a bump in the road, a rut, if you will, uh, where I just felt like in the morning, what's the point of doing this? Is this all there is? All the things that this show is about at the end of 2022, that's where I was. I was simply asking myself every morning, am I going to make it through the day? Is this worth doing? This is going to take so much energy out of me. How do I put on a bright face for the people I lead and for the people I report to? And am I going to do a great job? Am I going to live up to the expectations? And and for the most part, I did a good job. I, I supported the team that reported to me, provide, provided them with as clear direction as I could, and we got things done. We launched a huge project, an ERP project that was a revamping of how human resources data, finance data, and supply chain data was handled in a healthcare environment. And I was responsible for the training strategy. So uh, my team of contractors plus people on staff created a capability statement, a needs assessment, the instructional design for all this, a, a full-on curriculum that was very robust. So, Yvette, if you're out there and you hear this, that is still 
to date, the most robust curriculum I'd ever seen, maybe a little too robust, according to some people's opinions. It was definitely overwhelming to me. But when we went through line by line by line, that was a lot we drew from it and we were able to use. So even if we didn't use the whole thing, we used a lot of it because you brought that to the table. And it, I'd still, I'm still mind blown by that. Uh, it was so detailed, guys. I wish I could share it with you, but it is proprietary, so I can't. Uh, just take my word for it. Trust me, bro. <laughs> uh, so that was my role. Uh, well, that was part of my job in my leadership role for the last, uh, you know, 2021 going into 2022. Uh, and that even started off at the, uh, started off at the end of 2020. So almost two years of my life and career going into this one project while leading a team of four, while running out these other projects and, um, during a pandemic. So all that comes together, uh, the stresses in the environment come together and, uh, something comes to a head and I am faced with uh, essentially an exodus uh, on my team. And, uh, and, and of course I'm a strong believer and people don't quit their job. They quit their leader. And, uh, and so of course that makes me look inward. Like, what did I do wrong? How did I lead these guys the wrong way? How did I, um, let them believe they weren't valued or cared for, that they had growth opportunities here. Uh, what was it I did wrong as a leader that had my wheel spinning for weeks, actually days, because this, this was very truncated. Um, short version was I realized it wasn't me. There was something else going on, uh, but it was something I, as a leader, could not change. I could not influence uh, and, and at the same time, stay true to my own core values and who I am. And then on top of that, the, the real nail in the coffin for that role was when my wife said to me, Jerry, just go ahead and quit. I want my husband back. And those words, I want my husband back, made all this, the clarity I needed. It created all the clarity I needed because if you're familiar with the Beyond the Rut 5Fs, well, they're not Beyond the Rut. So the 5Fs have been around for a while. I use them in my book, Beyond the Rut. And on this show, we talk about looking at life and success through the lens of the 5Fs, faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. And so why was I holding on to this job? Well, financially, it was great. It was a six-figure income, guys. And, and in my family, that is rare. Uh, I was probably one of the few, if, yeah, one of the few people who earned that. Um, and then on top of that future possibility, this was a director role. So what's next? I could do another another director role. I could work my way up to a vice president role, uh, a CLO, chief learning officer role. So, I mean, in the corporate path, I had those options, those three pathways ahead of me. Uh, I guess there was a fourth and fifth. I can go backwards. <laughs> and, uh, and then what I'm doing now is, I guess, the fifth option. Um, so future possibility was taken care of by this job. Finances were taken care of by, the, of by this job. My faith walk as a Christian, I did not feel was impacted by this job. But in, in retrospect, over the last year, it looks like maybe it was. Uh, I didn't pray as much. Uh, I didn't lean as much on my faith as I thought I did. Um, but at the time, I thought I was doing fine. But then there were two pillars that really made a difference. And the first one was family, uh, which is the second of the five Fs. And when my wife said to me, I want my husband back. I realized one of my core values, one of my non-negotiables is choosing a job or a career or a business that is going to be a detriment to my family relationships. And when my wife said that, it made me ask a little bit more, like, where did that come from? What do you mean? And she shared with me that uh, the kids are worried that my wife and I are going to split up so much so that when they came to visit us that year in 2022, they 
offered her a place to stay if she needed one. And hearing that was so heartbreaking to me and an eye opener as well, because I realized even though my wife and I were not on the verge of divorce or splitting up, my wife did not think so. Our kids from the outside looking in thought something's not right. And if nothing changes, that is where they will wind up. And so that was an eye opener. And I knew right then and there that next workday, which was a holiday weekend, but that Tuesday, when I got back to the office, I had to turn in my letter of resignation. Um, but on top of that, I started to realize, man, in one year's time, I went from weighing 175 pounds to weighing 230 pounds. I put on what, 65 pounds in the course of a year? Where did that come from? And on top of that, I was sleeping about three to four hours a day. A good day was four to four and a half hours of sleep. Sleeping in was five hours and I felt guilty for it. I felt like I was wasting the day. There was so much more I could be getting done. And, you know, all the experts say you need seven to eight hours of sleep or a whole lot of catnaps. And here I am about three hours was a decent night. Four was a good night. Five is I slept too much. And that's what I believed about sleep. So what did that do in terms of me coming to work? Well, I wasn't bringing my best self, I don't think. Um, now, others have told me I did a great job. I did bring my best self. But I mean, I was tired. I was always worn out. Um, there was always a mind game to be played. And, and I just didn't want any of that. So my health was taking a toll, my emotional health, but my physical health really showed the signs of stress because I was stress eating. I wasn't sleeping well. So my body was not processing what it had to. And I had just had a physical exam and I was diagnosed with hypothymic. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I don't know what the official name is, but uh, basically my uh, thymic thyroid thyroid gland that thing on my neck uh that produces some some hormones wasn't doing enough and uh so signs and symptoms of that would be fatigue putting on weight those kinds of things and and uh i had to be put on medication for that and and i realized where is this coming from oh yes stress eating not sleeping emotional stress at work my family thinking we're going to split up my wife and i and i had to leave so at the end of 2022, I left my job. The plan was take three months off, knock out a bucket list goal, which was to publish a book based on this podcast, Beyond the Rut, and come January 2023, go find a new job. Now, some of you have listened to some of the interviews I've done over the past year, and you've heard this story before. And if it's a repeat, I apologize. Uh, but if this is new to you or you haven't read the book, then I'm sharing it. And the short version is during those three months... Uh, my wife connected with her, her Bible study leader, uh, her, that lady's husband is connected in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, he's an HR leader. Uh, I think he was a CEO of a company here in the area. Uh, but he still stays connected. He knows people. And so he connected me with three people. This was almost like one of those allegories, those self-improvement allegories happening to me in real life. So this guy named Jim, we'll call him Jim, uh, introduces me to three people who all work in the human resources space, who know about the type of work I do, and maybe they can introduce me to some other people to get me in the door for interviews. So that was what the guy agreed to. So we got to know each other. He connected me with three guys, and I spoke to the first guy, and I shared with him, and we'll say his name's Cliff. Um, it's very close. So uh We'll say his name is Cliff, though. So I talked to Cliff and Cliff. He listens to me. He listens to what I just went through. He listens to my skill sets, what I'm looking for. And I told him either a I'm going to start my own business doing this or I'm going to get another job. Excuse me. But I also told him about this podcast and the book project and so on. And, and Cliff says to me, Jerry, 
I've been listening to what you have to say, and I honestly believe you need to spend the next few months pursuing this dream of doing your podcast full-time, publishing the book, and then see what's next. And if that doesn't work, you get right back into the job field. But I, I feel like this job that you just had dried up for a reason because you were called to create. And so very spiritual in this conversation. And uh, I took that with a grain of salt. And I told him, you know, my wife's probably not going to want to know that you said that to me, but I'll, I'll share it with you. And he said, yeah, it's, it's a you and your wife thing. Uh, you and Olivia need to decide this together. But that is you sharing with me, me thinking about it, reflecting on it, praying about it very quickly. This is what's on my heart to tell you. And I was like, all right, well, thank you so much. And I've stayed in touch with this guy. And I've given him updates over the last year. The next guy I talked to, we'll call him uh, Brian. We'll just say his name's Brian, uh, probably because his name is Brian. And I talked to Brian, and it turns out he had been helped by Jim, just as Cliff had also been helped by Jim. And, you know, because they had hit a rut of their own, and Jim kind of opened new doors. So, again, that whole self-help allegory thing happening in real life. Uh, so I talked to Brian. I tell him the same thing. Uh, I tell him more specifically about what I'm doing over the next three months. I'm going to write this book, going to get as much of the podcast done as I can. Uh, this is where I am. But, you know, come January, I need to go find a new job. And Brian tells me, Jerry, don't worry about looking for a new job. There's work out there for you of some way, some kind. Get that business up and running. Focus on your podcast. Get that book published and then see what's next. And I'm like, did you talk to Cliff? He goes, no, I haven't talked to Cliff in years. Why? <laughs> I was like, I'm just checking. Um, so that just blew my mind. Two guys saying the same exact thing from two different uh, circles in a sense. And then I talked to the last guy. And we'll say his name is Nate. And same thing. Nate is a headhunter. He, he helps place executives in different types of organizations. And Nate listens to my whole story. And he said, hey. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I can't really help you as far as where I think you need to go. I can help you if it doesn't work out. So let me share with you a technique. And he, he shared with me something like the top 25. I think some people call it the top 50 or the dream list 50. It's essentially the top 25 to 50 people you've worked with in the past, you loved working with, and you share with them, this is what I'm doing. Do you know anybody in this company or that company you could connect me with? And so he teaches that to me and he says, now, Use this in two different ways. Uh, the first thing I think you need to do is start this business. So write the book, focus on the podcast, see what's next. It's probably going to be in some sort of leadership development arena, uh, maybe public speaking, maybe a blend of public speaking, coaching. I don't know, but that's just what's coming out of you uh, as I'm listening to you. Now, if that were, if, when you're ready to market it, write your dream list, 25 people, share with them what you're doing and see if they can connect you with anybody, refer you to people that would need that type of service, whether it's a keynote speaker or coaching. I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Now, if it fails, say by June, July, and it's just 
you have no direction. People are saying this sucks. Uh, you don't have the heart for it anymore. Generate that list of 25 companies you would love to work for and why. And uh, maybe whittle that down to five companies. And then go back to your list of people you know and share with them, hey, I'd like to work for these five companies uh, in this type of department, this type of role. I know they don't have an opening yet, but do you know anybody who works in that organization I could get to know, learn more about the company, that kind of thing. And, And so that's what he shared with me. So I have now three people who haven't talked to each other in years all tell me based off my story I told them, you need to write the book, you need to focus on your podcast and develop what's next. And so that's what I set out to do. I told my wife, this is what they've shared with me. And she said, okay, well, do you think the finances will hold out? And I said, I think the finances will hold out about six months. Now, this is October 2022. So essentially, we should have run out of money in March 2023. As the as I'm recording this, it is January 2024. And I will tell you, we've lived off a combination of our savings, a little bit of income earned off the business, uh, but mostly the savings. And it's just blow my mind that what should have lasted six months has now lasted about 14, 15 months. And it's just amazed me. And it's just that that fishes and loaves moment kind of thing for us. Uh, and, and it's just been a godsend. So what happened from October till now? Uh, I launched BTR Impact in tw- November 2022. So I filed to get my business license. BTR Impact is the business side of this podcast so that any income earned would get funneled through that and pay my taxes through it, that kind of thing. BTR stands, of course, for Beyond the Rut. I'm helping leaders create Beyond the Rut Impact um, with their faith, their family, and their career or business. Uh, And so what does that mean? Well, I don't know. I got to write the book first. So I write the book. It publishes March of 2023. And some of you listening uh, or some of you reading the email that I sent out this week about this, you were on the launch team. You were part of the 100 people who said, yes, I will help you launch this book. You're one of the 59 people who have written a review on Amazon for that book. And I thank you so much because for two weeks, that book was at the top of the charts uh, on Kindle and paperback for men's self-help, for Christian self-help, for uh, like midlife and mid-career type of improvement, personal improvement. Uh, I had some number one spots and some categories, and I know people make fun of, you know, everybody's an Amazon bestseller, but the reality is not everybody writes a book. The majority of the people out there who say, I'm going to write a book, don't. And it's the biggest um, left potential on the table uh, is the person who says, I have a book to write, I have a message to share, and they never do it. They go to their grave, never sharing their insights in a permanent level. And so... It's a small fraction of people who say they want to write a book who actually take it to publishing. So to go from publishing to, yes, I for three days, I was at the number one spot, meaning I, I made enough sales to, to hit that number. Uh, now, it's a bigger challenge to sustain that. It's doable. I didn't do it. So uh, one of the successes, number one spot in a number of categories for about two weeks. Uh, downside. Did not sustain it for the rest of the year unless I was doing some sort of promotional. And then the Kindle you know, ebook promotion would, would take care of that. So March, published the book, 
Got it launched with the support of about 100 people, 59 reviews, most of them five-star reviews. Thank you so much. And, and really good, insightful reviews. Uh, I was reading them as they came in. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy really did read the book. They didn't just read the back cover and, and write a, a variation of it or say, hey, I love Jerry. He's awesome. Read his book. It, it was some good stuff. Uh, my friend John Jovanovich left a really good in-depth review uh, without giving away spoilers. It was, it was really nice. And Brett Snodgrass just recently left a very uh, nice review. Oh, that was for the podcast. But thank you for that, too. Um, so that was on the book front. I launched that. I launched the business. Uh, I thought the business was going to be book sales and keynote speaking off of the book. And I think most people would have done that. So I would have gone around talking about creating a life worth living in your faith, family and career and, and tell some stories, personal ones stories from guests I've had on the show, that kind of thing, and inspire people and take them through workshops to create a life vision and a plan and so on. Uh, but as I dug deeper, not a lot of companies were looking for that in uh, their leadership development programs or even their team building or team development programs. So I, I honed in on the skills I had that could be quickly marketed, that I was passionate about. And by June, I came up with the tent framework, The this and this beach that goes with that is called stake your leadership tent. Uh, and so all that was, uh, why tents? Uh, when you look at leadership and you look at a tent, there are three characteristics that really overlap. And then just very quickly, uh, a tent is mobile. You take it where you need it to go. It's adaptable. So you change its configuration based on the environment. And the third thing about a tent is that it creates a safe environment for the people inside so that they can thrive and, and, and make it through the hike or the camping trip or whatever. Leadership is very similar in that you meet people where they are, you adapt to the change in environment and economy and policies, and you create a safe environment for people to take risks, make decisions, and produce for the company and, and grow in their career in the process so they thrive. And so those are the similarities of a tent. Now, the fastest way to set up a tent is you stake out the corners first, and then you can pitch it up very quickly. And I learned that in the Army and my very first field exercise. And so what are those four stakes? Trust building, empowering, navigating for success, and thriving together. And so my keynote speech talks about uh, the employee uh, retention problem that many companies face, how engagement can fix that, and then how these four stakes in the ground, when done by leaders on a daily basis, will create an environment where people are thriving on the inside and the people on the outside are fighting and competing to get in because they see success inside that tent, happening from inside that tent. And so that's my keynote speech. From there, I've done a series of workshops and more recently, because part of that advice from these guys was develop what's next. I got some help. And I developed a 90-day group coaching program that uh, the first cohort should launch February of 2024. Uh, I just need some folks to sign up for it and say, yes, I'm on board. Let's do this. I need help in this arena. And if that's you, let's, let's set up a time to talk. And I'll put a link uh, in the show notes as well as at the end of this episode. So that's what I've been up to all year. I launched a business. I launched a book. I launched a keynote and a leadership framework that has speeches, workshops, and group coaching all tied in together. Uh, there is a, an e-course coming as well based on that content, based on your feedback and what you need. Uh, and that's what is going on for 2024 is getting this up and running, sharing it with people that this thing exists. How do we have it help you so that you succeed in your career so that you can succeed at home uh, and, and really should work on both at the same time? 
and not sacrifice one for the other. That, that makes sense. Uh, now, some of the things I did to get there. One of my strategic goals was to be on 100 podcasts as a guest. And I think I missed it just slightly by about 10. So I was on about 85 to 90 shows. I haven't done the final tally yet, but I was a guest on about 85 to 90 shows. And that got confusing. And it, it reminded me of the need for a better system. So I used the system for tracking my guests. I wasn't using the same system to track my appearances. And so I made that adaptation. I hoped to sell 10,000 copies of the book and I landed short. Um, it was more like a thousand copies. So when you, when you factor in the, the audiobook, the Kindle and the, the print, uh, it came out to about a thousand copies. And it, it's helped people. The, the feedback coming in has been amazing. So to me, it was worth it. That book, for people who've read it, has been tremendous and worth it. For me personally, that book helped me really hone in on what is the purpose of Beyond the Rut. And then on top of that, when I was launching BTR Impact, that book helped me really hone in. If I'm helping leaders, I want to do more than just the off-the-shelf. I could do DISC. I could do Myers-Briggs. I could do you know, conflict management. I wanted to really, truly create and deliver something that helped that leader succeed at work and in life. And that book helped hone that in. So the, the tent framework and the talk, Stake Your Leadership Tent, really come together to align with Beyond the Rut and help that leader create a life worth living in their faith, family, and career. And, and I'm so proud of that. And I'm looking forward to seeing who gets helped by that framework, not just at the, the places where I've given that speech. And by the way, I've given this keynote in a number of places uh, for money. So that it, it is a bona fide, there is a market out there for this. Uh, and some of the places that have had me share this, um, there was a health system out in Denton that had me come out and do a four-hour workshop. We kicked it off with that keynote. Uh, I got to do this keynote with um, the ATD San Antonio chapter chapter for their, their LEAPS um, conference. And then the next day, I was actually the day before, I was at the Coastal Bend uh, Society for Human Resources Management. So CB Sherm uh, had me there to be the keynote for their uh, their local annual conference. And, and so I've done this at three conferences. Oh, I was at the, the Small Business Expo. Uh, that was more of a pay-to-play situation. Uh, and I've been at a number of Rotary Clubs. Now, that's free, but it's tied into some connections in the local area to do this as well for their leadership teams. So Stake Your Leadership Tent has some traction going with it already, and I love it. And getting the feedback from the audience members has been amazing. I've given that talk for free as well as for pay on a number of different uh, webinars, and that has also given a lot of feedback. And, uh, and I just tell you, it, it's been amazing to do. It's been fun to put together. And you know, people are amazed. Like when I kick off this thing, I'm telling you a story on stage, and I'm setting up a tent at the same time. And they're blown away that when I get to the, the main point, that the fastest way to set up a tent is to stake the corners first and boom, that tent pops up around the stage. They're like, oh my gosh, the guy was literally putting a tent up right there in front of us while he was telling us the story. Yes, I was. Uh, and then from there, we just talk about what's the, the problem, what are the problems we face with engagement? What are the costs to your organization? And then how do we use the tent framework to get there? And then working with that company, uh, we may do a workshop or some group coaching to specifically address uh, certain issues that they want to address and, and fix. So that has been 2023. Uh, it, it's been such 
a wonderful ride. It's been a learning experience because some of the things I had to learn how to do was market. I was not that great of a marketer, uh, but from what I've learned from folks like at Cap Show, so thank you, Bona, uh, Deirdre, Ash, uh, you and the the. Capshovians had really helped me see a bigger picture. Uh, my friend Vincent Puglisi uh, brought me into a total life freedom, which is now membership freedom. It's a mastermind group or a, a network, a networking club and a membership and, and learning how to do that. And, and more specifically, opened up my eyes to this idea of a, a stadium of products and services. And then there's the, the Phoenix Club. And that network has really opened my eyes. A group of folks who a lot of them work for the Walt Disney Company and now are doing their own thing and hearing them in their journeys and where they are as they're starting up and they're thriving and, and to share my story with them and get their stories with, you know, from me or from them um, as just all these things. The Christian Podcasters Association, the guys who dared me to write the book in the first place, still with those guys and, and being able to contribute more than just take from them has been huge and uplifting for me. And then finally getting some real help that helped me redesign the website for BTR Impact, helped me really hone in on what is that stadium of products and services that I could offer all of you. And what do I call it? How do I brand it? How do I market it? How do I get the word out there that this is happening? And all those things are happening right now as I'm recording this. And it's just, it's mind blowing to me. And I see the momentum there. And I'm sharing this with you because this has been my journey for the last 13 to 14 months. And many of you have been there with me as I left what we thought was the safety of a corporate job into the wild world of entrepreneurship. And it hasn't all been, you know, rosy posy, you know, like there are things that have been sacrificed and then there are things that I've gained as a result. So I have more flexibility. So what have I gained? I've gained more flexibility uh, in my time. Uh, I get to spend more time with my wife my cats, uh, my dog, even uh, my kids. If one of them is available for lunch, boom, I'm right there. Um, if I hadn't booked anything already, I've been able to go to more conferences and connect with more people and network with people and, and just reconnect with people, period. I used to be so tired that I didn't want to talk to an old friend for 30 minutes because I was just tired. Uh, and now I talk to my friends all the time. My friend Scott calls me every day once a week on the way home from work. And I just I feel like he's in trouble when he doesn't call me. Um, you know, it's, it's just these kinds of things, reconnecting with people, uh, learning, growing uh creating new things, sharing it with all of you. Uh, these have all been really fulfilling for me. So that, that's been the stuff I've gained. The biggest challenge has really been getting a six-month savings and stretching that sucker out for 14 months. That's been cool. Uh, and we've been blessed to be able to pull that off. We've done a number of things from cutting costs to generating revenue with the business just enough to augment the uh, the savings we were living off of while still putting money back into the business. So that was a lesson I learned from my real estate days. We just, we used to just take all the revenue and spend it on life. Now we take the revenue and we pour it right back into the business and then we live off the rest. And that that's been a huge, huge lesson learned from before. Um, I had a couple of gigs where we were booked and then we weren't for a number of reasons, either budget shift or uh, the organization. Like we booked it a year in advance. And so a year later, uh, they they had to go a different direction. Those things happen, um, and and it's okay. It, it's a little heartbreaking at first when it happens, and um, and it's something that I was also doing during the year, just as a backup or maybe panic switch. Uh, I applied for about three jobs, and interviewed for 
I, I well, if you count all the times I keep applying to the Walt Disney Company, it's more like 15. Uh, <laughs> uh, them and Southwest Airlines. There are two companies I would probably drop this for, and it's Southwest Airlines and Walt Disney Company. I love their cultures. I love their legacies. I love what they're doing uh, and want to be a part of that for a little while, learn more about how they do it from behind the scenes. Uh, so, yeah, applied for those. I get the standard rejection letters like anybody else does. But the things that have hurt the most are there were two interviews I did this year, this past year in 2023, where I really thought I was a shoe in for it. Um, I had the skill sets. I had the experience. I really connected with the people in the interview. But in the end, they made a decision based off of something that wasn't on the table at the time we had the conversation. And I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to dig into them. But uh, the point is. There are insecurities that I deal with. You probably deal with them too. And in both cases, when I got the rejection, um, in one case was an email. And then uh, my friend from inside the organization had to reach out to me and apologize and explain things. The second time it happened, you know, they, they called me right away and said, this is, you know, we're going this direction. But interviewing you made us realize we have to kind of relook at the entire role and its purpose um, because you brought up some really great points. So um in one case i wasn't what they were looking for and they just didn't know how to tell me at first but it just it hurt in the sense of it made me wonder did i really not have the skills to be a leader when i left my job so was it the dunning kruger effect here like i thought i was better than i really was and then you know some some voices start seeping into my head and it's like yeah i've been telling you for three to four years you really didn't have it and and I had to like snap myself out of those moments. I had to talk it over with my wife. I had to pray about it. I had to reconnect with people that I led and just see how they're doing and not really get validated from them, but see how they're doing. And, uh, and folks would remind me, Hey, the fact that your team will answer that call or set up time with you, meet up with you and your wife for lunch, that says so much because if they hated your guts, they would not respond at all. And your team, everybody who's ever worked with you, picks up that phone when you call. They answer that email when you send them a note. Um, they thank you because you still send Christmas cards. Uh, and if you didn't get one this year, I'm so sorry. It's because I've been all, all over the place. But you, you'll get a card at least next year. Uh, <laughs> so all that to say, 2022 was the kickoff to this whole thing. You heard the story why there. Um, I talked to people to get an idea of where do I go next. And hands down, it was... You got to you got to live out this dream. You got to give it a shot or you're going to regret it. You're going to deprive people of what you can share with them. And if it fails, that's fine because there's a job market in there that's going to be hurting for people. And you have a skill set that people are going to need as companies need to upskill their staff, build up their leadership capabilities and so on. You're going to be in, uh, in hot demand. And, and so in that time, I'm happy with the accomplishments I've had. And then I've had some setbacks, you know, a couple of canceled gigs, uh, a couple of job interviews that did not lead to an actual job offer, uh, the feedback that, that kind of punched me in the gut a little bit, and then the soul searching that came afterwards. Uh, but all that to say, I'm still trucking forward. Uh, the, the plan is still the same. We make this business work. We help people with this business. It's not, yeah, the business's purpose is to earn money, but it does that because it's providing value to those who need it. So if you're a leader who wants to build a great place to work, 
you know, you're, you're doing okay now, but you wanted to get better. Or maybe you're hurting. People are quitting your company, quitting your team in droves. And you're like, I need to stop this bleeding now. And on top of that, while I'm stopping that bleed, I need to build the culture or rebuild the culture so that we are thriving again. And I, I can't seem to make sense of all the chaos happening. Well, that's where I come in. And that's where BTR Impact comes in. Because either with either through a workshop, a keynote presentation, or participating in one of my coaching programs and cohorts, you'll get that insight. You'll be able to assess what is happening in my organization or on my team. You'll be able to address specifically the things that will make the biggest impact. So the low-hanging fruit, the things that will have the biggest impact, and then you'll be able to advance that company culture you wish to see, that thriving culture, that great place to work. So that's the phase I take you through. The three phases I take you through is assess what's happening, address what's going on, and advance that great place to work, that culture you want to have and where people are thriving. So that is 2024. I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, I think I summed that up, right? Just to go back, uh, quit my job in 2022. I launched a bunch of things in 2023. I developed what is next. I'm here to tell you what's next is now what's here. And so if you want to learn more, uh, go to the show notes for this episode. It's beyondtherut.com slash 401. So I also kick off 2024 with the first episode in the 400 block of episodes. Can you believe the show's been around for 401 episodes, plus a bunch of bonus episodes I did in um, 2023. And I'll do more of that. I'll do more of this solo stuff. I'll open up my heart. I'll share with you the pain I'm going with, uh, going through the struggles I'm facing and how I'm triumphing or getting past those ruts as well, because that is the show, right? Like, there's no way Jerry's got it all together. No, I don't. I am also on this journey just like you. I am making sure that I get out of the rut, stay out of the rut, and recognize when another rut is about to appear. And so you're in this with me. I'm in this with you. We're in the trenches together or the ruts, and we're trying to get out of them. We're trying to stay out of them. So if you're out of the rut, you recognize I'm in one, give me a hand, pull me out of mine. Uh, if I recognize you're in one, I want to let you know, hey, I've got some things here that might help you. If not, I know somebody who does. So if you get a, a request from me to meet up for 15 minutes, let's just connect. Let's see how things are going. We'll share how we can help each other. And then we actually help each other if we can. So there we have it. Again, show notes, beyondtherut.com slash 401. Uh, there you'll find links to, if you want to set up a strategy call with me, a virtual coffee just to say hi and reconnect. Uh, if you want some resources on how to develop the life you want to live, uh, I'll put a, a freebie in there to help you set that life vision for yourself so that you find success on your terms in your faith, family, fitness, finances, and future possibility. Man, I've been talking for like 39, 39 minutes straight. Uh, I'm starting to get tongue-tied. Can you tell? Um, so I'm glad to kick this year off with you. Thank you for being here. Let's stay in touch. Let's get out of our ruts, stay out of ruts, and make 2024 a year that we trailblaze into the future. That's my word for the year, by the way, trailblaze. I probably could have started with that, but it's too late. This episode is done. Take care, guys. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial 
with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.